Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Quiet Divorce. I'm Jackie, and thank you so much for tuning in. If you were able to tune into last week's episode, The Wedding, this week we are going to continue with The Wedding Part 2. So it's the next morning, and it's still so dark outside. I awoke to the low-sounding beeps of my iPhone alarm, and I slowly opened my swollen eyes, all the while thinking, was last night a dream? I very soon realized that it wasn't. The argument that we had the night before, apologizing to his mom, and going to bed still so confused and angry was just all coming back to me now. It did happen, no matter how much I wish it didn't. You know, most women spend the night before their wedding with their girlfriends, bridal party, or even family members talking about their last days as a single gal. But what did I do? I spent the night fighting with my future husband and contemplating whether or not I had made a bad choice. I was so angry at him for so long, but only in my subconscious mind because, remember, I had folded up that flag already. But you know what I was most upset with is that he took that moment away from me. The magical part of the night before the wedding. He just threw it away without a single thought. When he didn't defend me to his mom. When he didn't defend his future in-laws. The moment he made me apologize to his mom. Or when he made me feel like my parents just weren't good enough to stand up for. He set the tone for my relationship with his mother at that moment. And looking back, that fight was the beginning and the end of us. You know, ladies, sometimes the aftermath or effects of a fight doesn't always surface immediately. Much like a bruise, it takes time to reveal itself. But as they say, the show must go on, right? Right or wrong, fight or no fight, I couldn't see myself not going through with it. Or worse, admitting to myself or my family that I had made a mistake. I couldn't bear it. So I peeled myself off my mattress, washed up, and headed out the door to my 6.45 a.m. hair appointment. A family friend styled my hair, and she just put it up in a classic bun. I guess I really wasn't in the mood to get my hair done. I really just wanted to get it over with. So after my appointment, I returned home to an empty room as he was getting ready in the bathroom himself. I was so nervous to see him and not sure how I would feel or how he would be. He then entered the room shortly after and greeted me with this big smile on his face and uttered the words, it's a new day. It's our day, so let's enjoy it. That's right, ladies. He pretended like it didn't happen. That was always his tactic, you know, to brush things off, dismiss the obvious, and pretend like it didn't happen. That was the first time I realized his tactics and something he continued to do throughout our marriage. I was always the one that wanted to communicate and talk things through but I guess that just wasn't his way. Me not wanting to have another disagreement, I decided to give this pretend thing a try and finish getting ready before the rest of the family was due to arrive. 
As with all weddings, we had a full day ahead of us, greeting guests, a light lunch, the tea ceremony, and then leaving early to take pictures and head straight to the venue. We decided to have our ceremony and reception all in one place. The guests were starting to slowly arrive, and since they were all his family and friends, I was greeting a new person every few minutes. The whole thing was just so overwhelming, and even more so knowing we had an upset the night before. It just felt so unnatural and forced. Everyone, of course, kept saying congratulations and congratulations how happy they were for us. But all the while, I kept thinking, this isn't normal. I should be happy today. But instead, I was lost, sad, and confused. The time had arrived. The tea ceremony was ready to begin. The family and friends were there. My family and friends were there to witness this traditional part of the wedding. I just followed his family's lead and did exactly what I was asked. The tea ceremony has a sequence of how it's performed, and you basically, as a couple, you kneel in front of each set of family members, and they go according to rank in the family. For example, older brother's family goes first to the youngest brother's family, and so on and so forth until all units were served their set cup of tea and they were able to give us their blessing for the marriage. And since I only had my parents and no other relatives present, my part was very short, but no less powerful. Being that I had never participated in a tea ceremony before, I had no idea what to expect or how I was going to feel. When I handed the cup of tea to my mother-in-law, there was this moment of a certainty and guilt that washed over me. Like we already had this secret between us that my mom didn't know about. I felt guilty. I also wasn't aware of how vulnerable I would feel. The kneeling before your elders, the serving of the tea, it was all very traditional and I'm all about respect and tradition. But all the events from the night before made such to make such a respectful gesture almost felt condescending by default. But even that didn't prepare me for what happened next. It was my parents' turn to sit in the ceremonial seats and enjoy their cup of tea served to them by their daughter and future son-in-law. When I handed the cup of tea to my dad, it was definitely a good father-daughter moment. But... When I handed it to my mom, that's when my emotions took over. As I was handing my mom the cup of tea, with my two hands wrapped around the cup, our eyes met. And then she reached out to accept the offering, and I just lost it. I started to cry heavily, profusely. It couldn't be contained. I had to excuse myself immediately and I bolted downstairs as my bridal party followed to make sure that I was okay and to make sure my makeup stayed intact. Then the questions started flooding in. Oh my God, what's wrong? Are you okay? Oh my gosh. But you know what? Trying to comfort me, this is totally normal. It happens at weddings. The emotions part of it, they said. I mean, people cry at weddings, right? Little did they know the real reason I was crying. It wasn't tears of joy, but tears of guilt. Guilty for knowing 
his parents' true feelings about my parents, knowing how little they thought of my mom. Like she was the housekeeper that night and she didn't do all the job or do the job and wash all the dishes. It was just all too much to carry around that day. Looking into my mother's eyes almost felt like she was asking me if I was okay, if I was sure about this. Was I having second thoughts? Not knowing about the night before, she felt something was off, but couldn't say anything. So all it took was one glance from my mom, and I broke down in ways I never knew I could. We were all still downstairs. I was still crying. And they had to redo my makeup. My bridal party did the best they could to comfort me, and I also didn't want to let anyone down. So I dug deep, really deep, and found the courage to keep going. Don't we always do that, ladies? We keep going. And the things that we can do for others that we sometimes wouldn't do for ourselves. It's the crazy moments or the things that we choose to ignore or simply not see in fear of failing or just being wrong about something can lead to many other problems and bad choices. But I think the crying helped. I was able to release a lot that I was carrying around. So I started to feel better. We headed to the bridal car together and we were on our way to the venue. The car ride was silent most of the way there. He held my hand the entire time, not even knowing the real reason for my tears. We arrived at the Rincon Center and we immediately headed towards the back door when I caught a glimpse of the wedding reception area where the amazing staff was putting the final touches on the flowers, the bar, and the table settings. Seeing everything set in motion like that, like it was all just happening, made me just so much more anxious. The guests were arriving and starting to find their seats while the, my bridal party was waiting for me in the changing room. As I entered the room, their faces lit up like they were so glad I made it and nothing else happened. I guess I wish I also shared their enthusiasm. I just felt like I was trying to play catch up with everybody all the way up till this point. And now the music started to play and the wedding processional was about to begin. I managed to put aside all those bad feelings of panic and fear. The moment I saw my dad come to get me to walk me down the aisle. So I decided I was gonna make the best of my wedding day and enjoy every moment. I didn't wanna look back and regret not really being present on such a special day. And I started to feel better. Things started to feel better. It was a lovely ceremony. We exchanged vows, rings, and made promises to each other. Promises I intended to keep. I just hope he felt the same. We did it! I felt a sigh of relief. I can now relax and not be so worried that my true feelings were showing. There were so many people around, I never knew what anyone saw. But now it was time to enjoy the festivities, eat something because I was starving, and enjoy the rest of our night. I remember sitting at the bridal table and looking out at everyone, so happy for us. I suddenly felt pressure again, pressure to be happy. But then all I kept thinking about was last night and how the fight set the tone for us. And the tone of 
my relationship with my future mother-in-law. Looking back, I felt I resented her for her judgment of my parents, but I had to find a way to move past it. So I did what I always do. I put away the red flag and had another glass of champagne. By this time, I was feeling a lot better. I managed to make it through and no one was the wiser to what I was really feeling at the start of the day. The night was almost over, but not before we had our father-daughter dance or going around each table for the traditional bride and groom toast. And who can forget the cutting of the cake? By 10.30 p.m., my parents were getting very tired as the day was long for them. I'll never forget the goodbye that we shared. That still breaks my heart to this day thinking about it. My parents asked if it was okay for them to leave early. You know, it's just like them to ask for permission. They wanted to head back to the hotel to rest as they had an early flight back to Vegas in the morning. They thanked and said goodbye to all the wedding guests and we headed towards the exit. As I walked them out to the main floor, I suddenly found myself in the middle of the room with my husband's family and friends to my right and my parents to my left. It was the most symbolic moment of my two worlds. So close, yet so far, and so divided already. I felt like I was essentially saying goodbye to one and welcoming the other. Tears started to well up again as I said goodbye to my parents and watched them walk away. Just the two of them. I felt like they were leaving me behind, or maybe they just were letting me go. Most parents happily give their daughters away at their wedding to someone they believe would take care of her. Somehow the mother-daughter bond that my mom and I shared was so strong that I knew she felt something, but just couldn't put her finger on it. Part of me didn't want to go, so I just stood there, frozen between my two worlds. After what felt like a long time, I pushed myself to walk towards my new family and finish the night as husband and wife. The whole day was more bitter than sweet for sure, but I made a commitment and no matter how rocky the start, I wanted to see it through. The night was ending now and our honeymoon suite was in Sausalito that evening, so we wrapped it up, grabbed our presents, said our farewells to our guests and headed straight there. We decided to have our honeymoon locally, so we spent the next four days in Laguna Niguel at the Ritz-Carlton. My honeymoon was shorter than I would have liked, but he promised he would take me on a second honeymoon, maybe in a year or two. That never happened. So you know what they say, the honeymoon phase can only last so long, right? So let's fast forward a year. How do you think the first year of marriage went? Happy newlyweds, baby talk, problems, just the two of us? Tune in next Friday as we talk about my first year and possibly motherhood. Thank you so much for tuning in guys. Until next week, bye for now.